so sick of the sweet sock. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Linz. I'm your host Lindsay and welcome back. I have two more Hollywood Fringe shows. Please come to them. I have one on the 18th of June at 4 o'clock and I have the last one, which this is crazy, it's flown by on the 24th of June at 5.30pm. If you use discount code Tea Time, you can get, guess what, discounted tickets. Alright, I have special guest on today, Rebecca McGlynn who is the musical director of Truly Outrageous, a gem in the Holograms parody musical, which is also in the Hollywood Fringe Festival right now. There are three more dates, Friday the 16th of June at 7pm, Sunday June 18th at 9.30pm, and Thursday June 22nd at 8.30pm. Go get your tickets for those, they are selling out quickly. And Rebecca is also taking her solo musical, Asexuality, the solo musical, uh, to Edinburgh Fringe this year. It won a bunch of awards at Hollywood Fringe last year, was at Solo Fest this year in the Valley, and is doing the entire month of Edinburgh. And there will be a GoFundMe link in the episode so you can donate to Rebecca's page for Edinburgh. Alright, without further ado, here's Becca. Alright, welcome to the show, Becca. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. How's your fringe going so far? Gem and the uh, holograms. It's, uh, it's going really well. Yeah, we uh, we had our preview and our opening, and they both went really well. I thought. Um, okay, yeah. so you're musical director for this, correct? Yes. Wow, because I actually watched um, one of the videos online from the Hollywood Fringe website, and uh-huh. it was pretty spectacular. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a really fun project to work on. Um, the uh, Brandy who wrote the script um, approached me like 2018, I think. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it. are you serious? Yeah, and just between COVID and other life things, we <laughs> we kept putting it off, putting it off. But um, but yeah, it was always just. It was always kind of like, oh, this is something that we're excited to do, um, and and yeah, and her script is is wonderful and it's so campy and ridiculous and so um, so it's great for me to be able to uh, bring that same energy to the lyrics and the music. And is this the first time it's previewing at Hollywood Fringe, or has it been? Yeah, no, oh, wow. this is the world premiere. Yeah. Wow. Do you know what? It just goes to show like how from 2018, but just how long projects take to get on the ground. Yeah. And it kind of blows my mind, but also doesn't blow my mind. You know, <laughs> it just everything just takes such a long time. I know. Um, I'm so glad it's up in the air now or in the world. Yeah. Whatever the whatever the expression is. Um, <laughs> OK, so. Because last year you had your fringe show. Was it last year you did? Uh, you did asexuality. That, yeah. Asexuality. And you did that solo first as well, right? Yeah. Okay. That's where I recognized you from because I saw the posters everywhere because oh, yeah. I did solo. I fest think that's well. where I recognized you from too. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wait, I do know you. Um, <laughs> okay. So with that show, that was a solo show. Mm-hmm. How long did it get you to take? to get that onto its feet? Um, 
I mean, I started writing that one, I want to say 2017. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. And because I had just kind of, I had just joined the Soaring Solo community, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, at the time I was like, well, I'm, I have this asexual identity and it's not something that people really talk about. So, you know, I want to bring that into the, you know, into the spotlight. Um, and then, you know, so I was working on it, working on it, and I kept not quite being happy with the script and like specifically the ending. I was just like, uh, I'm not really sure how to end this. Um, and then COVID happened. And then immediately after we all shut down, I realized I was trans. <laughs> and so that definitely like changed. That just changed. Yeah. So did that, did that help your ending? It, it did. Yeah. And um, uh, because, you know, I, and I, I think that is interesting because I think that sort of dissatisfaction with the script like was also just a sort of dissatisfaction with uh my life and my identity and I didn't realize that until afterwards but so because that's a huge like monumental thing to happen especially during yeah. COVID when we're all on lockdown um I don't know what your COVID was like if you were like by yourself or with friends or family but so that's a huge thing to be going through right yeah. did you feel I feel like solo sh I'm so obsessed with solo shows because I just feel like they do just reveal so much. They're so personal and they're yeah. just so revealing about the person performing. Did you, how did you approach like putting that all together and putting that out for people to see? Like, did that give you anxiety? Did that feel thrilling? Oh, did it, like, what was your feelings around that? Uh, yes, it's, it gave me so much anxiety. And I mean, I think that, I think that doing, you know, writing and performing a solo show, especially one that's autobiographical, is one of the most terrifying experiences that you can have. Yep. <laughs> it's one of the scariest <laughs> things you can do. Um, but then, you know, once I, and I remember, and I, I talk about this so much, but like, I remember the, uh, like five minutes before you know I had to go on stage for the for my first show I I literally had a moment of like okay okay I need to go out on stage and just say I'm sorry everyone I'm giving you your money back this isn't this show isn't gonna happen and I was like trying to figure out like all right how am I gonna word that and I was like no no, no wait okay no <laughs> okay, I, can, I can do this um and then and and like once you get that first performance under your belt then it's just like oh okay no this is something I can do which I have now proven to myself so. <laughs> it's really funny when you say that because that's actually exactly how I felt during my first show because when something is autobiographical like biographical I can't say the word autobiographical um yeah. You saw in my show, I'm dyslexic, so I'm like, blah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so three weeks before Hollywood Fringe last year, because I workshopped my show last year at Hollywood Fringe, and I didn't oh, really yeah. tell anybody because I was just like, so I just like told friends and family because I was like, I, this is a workshop, you know? Yeah. And it's changed a lot since, but three weeks before the first show, 
I had a massive panic attack and it went on for three weeks and I thought I was having a heart attack and I didn't uh-huh. really, I've had panic attacks before, but it's, they presented themselves in different ways and mm. this felt like I was having a heart attack. So I actually went to the ER and they were just like, okay, this is what's going on. And then I was oh, like, wow. oh, and then with when I was doing my preview, there was a door. I think I was like 10, I'm going to say like seven minutes in, there was a door to my right. And I saw the door out the corner of my eye and I was like, I literally could just walk out right now and just get <laughs> refunds. Like that's exactly so what you just said just now about doing the refunds. I'm like, that's exactly how I felt in my preview. <laughs> and now I've done like the show a bunch of times. I'm like, yeah, this is the best thing. I love doing this. But before I was like, fuck. So oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I feel like that that is a pretty universal experience among mm-hmm. solo artists. Yeah, but like it, it was it was interesting like trying to you know writing this show having having written it like bef- having written at least a draft of it before my transition. Um so like the gender identity stuff doesn't really come up for me until the end of the show because that's kind of how it happened in my life and then I was just and then it was just sort of a question of like all right, what do I, what do I do now? Like, what do I do with this new information about myself? And, um, and, and the kind of, I think the, the, you know, I mean, I think there are a lot of lessons to be taken away from my show, but like, I, I feel like the, the main one at the end is like, you know, you don't have to have all the answers right now. Like, you can mm-hmm. still have time and and figure things out and like you know everything everything becomes clearer with time I guess 100% did you or are you planning on taking your show to Edinburgh Fringe I am so, taking it this year oh you are yeah that's my dog you can we can hear oh. <laughs> he's just gonna howl for a minute um so you're going this year how long are you going for uh, I'm I'm gonna be there for the whole month of August. Um, <gasps> and how many shows are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing. Um, I think I think I'm doing it every day, but I'm ta- I have Fridays off, so but uh, six shows a week, not bad. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. send me your details or like the show details because I have a couple of friends in Edinburgh. I'll get them to go and see it. Oh, um, yeah. Are you gonna be doing a show in Hollywood before you go? To Edinburgh. Uh, I'm asking for myself because I, I really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not. Uh, I have not planned to, but I don't know. I I might because now now that you've said that, <laughs> and I've had other people say that to me, like, "Oh, you're gonna do like a," and I'm like, "Yeah, I probably should just to kind of get it back in my bones a little bit." Yeah. Um. Because was the last time you did the show at Solo Fest, so that would have been like January, yeah, March. Solo Fest, yeah, J- January, yeah. January, okay. Yeah, I was I was early on in the Solo Fest run. <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah, I was I was like the first weekend, so. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. it was really early on. Um. Okay. Well, hopefully, if you do a show before Edinburgh, let me know. Oh um, yeah. So you've got German the Holograms. You've got your solo mm-hmm. show. Are there any other projects in the pipeline for you right now? Or is it just too much because you've obviously got a lot going on? I mean, I... 
the answer I should give is, yeah, that's, it's too much. Um, I'm, I don't want to do anymore. And then, you know, but then also like being at Hollywood Fringe and just like being around that artistic energy is incredible. And so I, I'm, I am finding myself uh, working on a, a couple of other ideas. I love that. It's so funny because uh, I have slight ADHD, so it's just like I have one thing, and then it's just like spout something else, and then spout something else, and it's just like okay, you need to calm down, but you just can't. Yeah. And I also yeah. feel like when you have that creative energy, it just like as soon as something pops into your head, you're just like, oh, I have to do this right now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, times. Um, going back to the soaring solo because uh, I feel like I have seen your stuff advertised on the soaring solo mm-hmm. maybe that's because i do follow jessica um i just i did one like workshop with them on zoom i think during covid but i haven't i never actually like delved into that world um uh-huh. what is that world like tell me everything um it's it's really great so um jessica uh runs uh jessica johnson um runs a free uh workshop that I think is, it's usually weekly. It's usually on Saturday morning, but I think like fringe and, and things maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause she uh, has, doesn't she have like 16 shows? Yeah. She, she directs a lot of shows and um, it's basically her workshop is, is designed for anybody who doesn't like, like at any point in your process, whether you have a full script and you just need to like, put it up on its feet or something um, or if you just kind of have this sort of vague like yeah I think I want to do a solo show but I don't know how to start that or whatever um, she runs a workshop for that and and it's really great and um, and yeah she's she's really uh, experienced with doing solo theater and everything and she's directed hundreds i'm sure of uh shows over the years so so when you started or when you joined the soaring solo community did you have like an idea in your head that you wanted to do this show or you actually had like a fully formed like script where were you at in your process um i was i think i had like written some things um but like I, I was very early on and I think actually that um, every, everything I had written at the time is now cut from like, you know, you just, gotcha. that's the writing process is just yeah. like you cut so many things. But um, the, I, I think that like one of the things that was interesting for me um uh, especially in that community, because that, that community is, you know, it's a lot of, um, I I would say like most of them are uh, just actors who are like experimenting with um, writing their own material for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was coming from it from the opposite side. Like I was, I was like, I I know I'm a good writer, but like, I just don't know how, like, you know, I have not been, and actually by the time I actually performed it last year, I had not been on stage in, I think, six years. 
Um, it's a long time. So yeah, it had been it had been a while. Um, so like I don't I don't really think of myself as an actor. I think of myself more as a writer. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that you know that was sort of what I needed more help with. Like I felt like I I felt like generating the material and and writing it was you know came pretty easily to me but then the whole idea of like okay I have to like distinguish these characters and um and perform it in like a, a way that gets across the humor that I intended with the writing and everything <laughs> yeah it's very it's very intimidating and I think that's that's true of any solo show just because you know you have to wear so many hats Mm -hmm. oh um, my gosh because I'm assuming did you produce yours as well yeah it's yeah. So, so many hats and yeah so it was just uh you know it was a lot but like you just have to kind of dive in head first and and uh let it happen I guess <laughs> is um asexuality is it a musical it is yes oh lovely um yeah um I keep trying to write things that aren't musical and then they just end up being musicals. So yeah, I think I've, nothing wrong I think I've, nothing wrong with my, that. <laughs> I think I've found my passion. <laughs> I love a good musical. Anyone who says they don't like musicals, I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, we, we can't be friends then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is actually kind of how I feel. Yeah. You know, I just don't understand how you can't just like like you know people can appreciate stuff but when people can't even appreciate musicals I'm like I don't understand you. yeah do you have any because like now that you have your solo show under your belt do you have like any other ideas to do another solo show because I get asked that question a lot for myself and right now <laughs> I, I don't because I'm so so having so much fun with this one but like do you have any little nuggets in there that you're just like hmm. I mean I like I said, just like going and like being in the fringe community, um, it's just like it's so inspiring. And I, I, I think every time I go into a show, I come out with like some little spark or like inspiration or something, you know, just like some some little uh thing. And I I've been seeing a lot of solo shows at the fringe, so mm -hmm. and I. Yeah, I I have ideas. I have thoughts. I'm not sure if they're gonna happen or uh or whatever. But I do. I really love doing my solo show, and so I think at some point I probably will write another one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably not gonna be that far off. <laughs> I love that. Um, the Fringe Festival so far it has just been like such a buzz and this is like i have you been to edinburgh before no this is my first time i'm very you are excited in for such a treat <laughs> i've never performed in the edinburgh fringe and it's my goal to do it next year um but i have been there when the fringe festival is going on and there's, mm -hmm. i just don't feel like there's anything like it quite honestly it's just booming constantly um yeah. from basically the time you wake up to the time you go to bed um there's so much stuff going on. I think you're going to have such an amazing time. But at the um, at Hollywood Fringe this year, I feel like I'm getting that type of buzz 
Like it's definitely not the same because like in Edinburgh you can just kind of like walk to locations and it's there or like roll out of a pub theater and literally walk next door and there's like another theater go like <laughs> thing going on. But I'm definitely yeah. like last year because COVID was still like a big thing because I got COVID mm-hmm. halfway through my run last year, which is such bullshit. Oh god. Um, but I definitely feel like this year I'm like feeling that buzz. Mm-hmm. like how I felt at Edinburgh Fringe and I'm just like oh yeah gosh, it's so exciting yeah I definitely it seems like you know it seems like theater's back and it does like, it's really exciting I've, I've been I, I I can't seem to get like a, a straight answer from um anybody who I would assume to be in the know about how many shows there are at the Hollywood Fringe this year but um the general consensus is that it's it's we're back to like having pre-COVID numbers of shows, which is yeah. very exciting. Well, I know at the Broadwater when I did the tech meeting, they were said at just at the Broadwater alone because there's four theaters, as you know. There, they have mm-hmm. uh, eighty-six shows just at the Broadwater. Wow. So I, because I was trying to think this the other day, I was just like, okay, if there's eighty-six shows alone just at the Broadwater Theatre, <laughs> and what? How many venues are there? There's like seven, eight. Um, because there's the Hudson, there's the know. Asylum, which has like four, I think. Mm-hmm. So let's just count Broadwater as one. But I just, yeah, I, I, I'm like, it's easily two hundred, easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what other years, because you've obviously done Fringe, Hollywood Fringe before. I don't know what yeah. it was like in previous years, except for last year. Yeah, when it was I kind think, of a bit. Um, okay. When I did, uh, the first year I did it was 2016. Um, and that I think that was about 300. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. And I, I think it's, I, I have I've heard a lot of different estimates, but they're all at least three hundred. Wow. So I think oh we're I think we're back. Yeah, I think so too. And the audiences have been pretty good. So Yeah. Yeah. Um so just circling back to you potentially doing another solo show, will it be as revealing <laughs> like personally as asexuality? Or like do you hold back when you're doing your shows or do you just like let rip and you're just like this is who I am this is what I'm doing um, I have nothing to hide because it is scary <laughs> putting yourself out there it really truly is like bonkers. yeah honestly it's it's a little of both um I think that you know for my show because it's a musical and you know it's a comedy like I want to you know my I I feel like my first goal is entertaining yeah and then and then um, I'm sneaky and (laughs) like haha you're gonna learn something too and you're not even gonna know it yeah Um, (laughs) but uh so like I think I think that at least for most of my show it is very kind of heightened and and um a little wacky but um there are a lot of moments where I am just kind of brutally honest um, with uh, my audience. And, you know, I talk about um, my sexual assault and my suicide attempts and 
kind of all that stuff i'm like and you know my uh my marriage ending basically um you know and that's all very like heavy and you know and deserves some gravitas um and some you know and some serious stuff and and you know and also i i do that like with dealing with the asexuality too because like i always felt like you know i'm definitely different from everyone else i just don't really understand how because you know when i was you know and when i was going through my first puberty um i people weren't really talking about all these different identities yeah um like we are today which is great um so like kind of balancing the pain and you know and all the difficult things i've gone through in my life um but then like i have a song um where i as my penis i i sing about pornography <laughs> brilliant and i just dance around the stage and uh <laughs> and all the wonderful uh uh new world of pornography that i was discovering uh, <laughs> so, like, it's all it's all kind of absurd and ridiculous and yeah. fun um but yeah there's definitely there's, it is also definitely like I am, you know, my soul is on stage and it's there for everyone to see. And and in those moments where I'm not, you know, being funny and over the top, it's heavy. It's and very honest. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my next solo show is going to be. I really um, want to see this one. Like now, because before I didn't really know too much about it. And now you've said all this stuff. I'm like, I really want to see it. Well, as soon as you said all those things, I'm like, oh, that sounds like mine. That sounds like mine. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you can just draw comparisons and you're just like, I I just really enjoy seeing when people are just so honest and raw and then fun and goofy on stage. Mm. Like, that's totally my jam. So I really do hope you cool. do a show in Hollywood before you go to Edinburgh. All right. Well, I I, th I think you've convinced me. Honestly, I think that that's. Do you know it's so funny? Idea. I convinced uh, one of my friends from England to come over and do Hollywood Fringe, and she was uh -huh. at the airport because I was helping like help produce her show. She was actually going to do it at the studio in Broadwater, and uh, uh -huh. she got to the airport and something happened with her visa or like something. I don't even know what happened, but she couldn't come over. Oh and it no! Was so, yeah, it was so last minute. So I don't know if um what happened with the Broadwater. Um, money but I know Hollywood Fringe refunded her but she was devastated but I have oh, a way gosh. I have a knack of convincing people to do things <laughs> I'm like and she's like I'm so scared about doing it I'm like well just come over and do it I mean there's a great community of people here just come over because she <laughs> she'd performed it at the Soho Theatre House in London and I'm just like oh wow I'm yeah. like come on you can do this you got this <laughs> anyway so I do hope you do it again um we're circling back to Edinburgh because I know a few people who are doing Hollywood Fringe right now they're going to Edinburgh too have you met those people and are you going to be like I've, linking up I've met a lot of them um and I I feel like every time I <laughs> like every time I go to a show they're like oh we're going to Edinburgh this year like oh there's another one okay I gotta make sure I make friends with all these people I feel that's <laughs> fantastic though because now you have like a community of people who yeah it's great 
it's gonna be so much fun you're gonna have a blast and like I feel like I met somebody oh Alex have you seen Alex Kern show yet uh no. thank you so much for coming oh I have not seen that but I've heard it's great a, things it's a heavily immersive solo show okay it's very fun um but she is going to Edinburgh I think next year um, and okay. I'm just like, yay! Or she was like on the fence, and I'm like, do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm just like, wait till next year. That's an ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> I just have that neck. Yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, yeah, you you did say you're good at convincing people to do things. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, just things that I feel like are good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. for Shireen, I'm just like Hollywood Fringe would be great for your solo show. It would be great for you. You could, you because she was gonna come to Hollywood for a month anyway. And I'm just like, oh, wow. instead of doing like classes and stuff, I was just like, just do Hollywood Fringe. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a great masterclass in doing all of this stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but alas, it all fell apart. Ah, uh, it's <sighs> a shame. I'm I'm nervous about that too because I, I. You know, I, as soon as I decided to go to Hall or to Edinburgh, I was like, "All right, I got to make my appointment to renew my passport." And they didn't have an, any appointments until like last week. So <laughs> when I did it, and so I'm hoping everything gets uh, gets together. And <laughs> okay, because that's August, so July. So you basically have what six, seven weeks. They should yeah, do it. About. That, yeah, that, that should be fine. Um, yeah fingers crossed i'm hoping so yeah Um, did you tell them that you're going away in august i did yeah okay well yeah hopefully they'll just something the expedited you know thing so okay are you going to go to anywhere else in england or are you just going to stick to edinburgh um i think we're just i don't know because so my boyfriend's coming with me because his show is um a shark ate my penis which is also at hollywood fringe oh yeah i've seen that advertised Actually, Aaron um, Wilson, who did. Oh yeah, he did your music, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he yes. did music for him. Oh, for it's connected. Laser as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that. Uh. So he's performing that now, and it's it's wonderful, and it's about um trans men through history, and I play the voice of J.K. Rowling in it. So there's that. Brilliant. <laughs> Can I hear your voice? Um, <laughs> you don't have to if you don't just putting you on the spot sorry <laughs> it's all right it's all right it's just that you know um gender isn't real there are only two sexes and that's that <laughs> i mean from what it's, i don't even it's terrifying doing a british accent to an actual british person. i mean it sounded pretty good to me so oh thanks okay good because go. i i do british in my <laughs> I, I have two British characters in my solo show as well. So that's um, going to be interesting. And one is one is that one that's kind of more of an RP. And then um, my my penis, uh, it's, it's a cockney cock, which is... Um, oh, I love that. So it's very much like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really into sex right now. Um, but I'm just going to go to sleep and... And you do whatever you want to. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm not mad at that. So. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I've had people come up to be like, all right, Gabna. And it's like so beyond, like, over the top of my. <gasps> uh. So, yeah, you're all good. 
All right. Well, Rebecca, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, before so before I leave you, just this is totally unrelated to everything except for Edinburgh. Uh, there is a town about forty, no, about thirty minutes away called Pit Lockery. Okay. And I'm really going to advise you to go on your day off. And Pit Lockery is really small. It's really cute. Okay. But from Pit Lockery, there is a pub. I'm going to try and find the name of this pub. So you're not just like aimlessly okay. walking around, but you have to go like <laughs> up a country lane for about 10, 15 minute walk. And it's the cutest oh, wow. pub. It's so, so okay. cute. And you have to crouch down to go in from what I remember. Um, but it's just like <laughs> proper pub, 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 like super countryside. And if you keep walking around for about another 20 minutes, you'll get to just a distillery. If you've got any interest in that. Oh, wow. I'm not really big into all that stuff, but it was fun. So. Cool. I'll find the details. Well, thank you too. for the recommendation. You got it. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully I'll see you before you go to Edinburgh and hopefully I'll see your show before Edinburgh. And if you do, let yeah. me know and I'll blast the details. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks so well, much for coming on, Becca. thinking about that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> thank you for having me. And, um, You're welcome. And congratulations on, on your show and all of it. Uh, thanks. Wonderful. It's, it's such a delight to see you perform. Thanks. Well, I'm doing it again tonight, so I'm just like... Yeah, just excited. Woo. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming well, on. 